Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. This is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, a.k.a. Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mine Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally. Hey, y'all. I'm Fern, and my back really fucking hurts because apparently I strained it like two weeks ago and didn't notice, and then I made it worse. So, Honey, (laughs) you poor thing. (sighs) Oh my goodness. Oh, well, I'm Nicole and I am deep, deep into a Lego hyperfixation that I somehow missed in my preteens. Like I have put together so many Lego sets in the past two weeks. It's disgusting. Um, also, at this particular moment of recording, I can feel my blood brain barrier and I'm going to commit a murder about it. This is not good. Oh my I- god, that's the worst. It's the worst. Let's all commit murders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> hey y'all, it's Maria, and I have been hardcore gremlining these past couple of weeks. Like hoodies and blankets gremlining. Nice. Um, but I do have I got new stickers and stationaries, and so that gave me just just a tiny little bit of life. Yes. Also, mosquito season is upon us, and I hate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I am trying something new. Um, so apparently bugs don't like the smell of rosemary and peppermint oil. So mm-hmm. I brought, I bought some and made my own little bug spray. And so far, so good. I actually went outside and no bugs got on me. So oh, we'll yeah. see. I've heard of that. Nice. Yes, because I am very allergic to to the mosquito. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> my recording snack. Okay, so I have these squirts again. <laughs> 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 and I also have sriracha flavored shrimp chips. Ooh, oh. that sounds really I, good. Yes, they're so good. And they're so crunchy. Like, I like the crunch. It's like floof, but crunch, it's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I miss shrimp so bad. Aww. So, do we have any news? No, we do not. <laughs> we are officially in like deep into just waiting for like the dates for the next season's premiere and the projected date for the eventual end of the manga. Go listen to our catch the fuck ups if you want more screaming about that. Um, and like I saw one panel leak today and i am like very ephemerally distraught about it like in the very back of my brain i am wailing but i have managed to forget about the wailing for a good portion of today so that's good we're the therapy we're good yeah i've seen so many leaks don't tell me anything oh yeah people have just completely stopped tagging everything like mm-hmm. no one cares mm-hmm. anymore yeah yep. no it's been i'm like I don't even read it anymore, and I just know everything that's going on. Yeah, Maria mm-hmm. is more caught up than Fern and I are because we wait for the English to drop on the Sunday following the Wednesday, and Maria's just out here getting all of it as it comes up. <laughs> there are no barriers for me. And no- <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, this week we're covering episode 10 of My Hero Academia Season 3, Symbol of Peace. And in the manga, this is chapters 89 through 91. So as usual, I'll lead us through a brief synopsis, then hand it over to Maria for a science corner. And then Nicole will jump in for discussion topics, manga differences, and Easter eggs. And then we'll have our big spoiler section before we wrap up the episode. So getting into the synopsis. The episode begins with the opening credits, like last time, and then we pick up more or less where we left off um, with All Might and the other heroes smashing through the wall, AFO, or sorry, All for One, warping away the League of Villains and Katsuki while the heroes fight the Nomus that have been warped in. So it's just a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. Also, fun little tidbit, Oklahoma Smash has a tornado effect because Oklahoma has far too fucking many tornadoes. And, and like I, I did not notice this, and I, I, it just baffles me that I did not notice it. It's amazing. <laughs> I also did not notice, and that is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They yeah. did. My mom did. grew up in Tornado Alley, so oh, oh that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> she treats it like she grew up in a theme park. She's so weird. No, no, that no. no. That Everyone so from fun. Oklahoma is exactly the same. <laughs> Um, also, in this, like, part is, like, Edshot first notices that these specific warp gates are actually different than the ones we're used to, and that they target specific people rather than letting anyone through. Like, Kurigiri, you could just dive through his smoke and get to where they're going. Uh, also, second, when All Might does his Tornado Oklahoma spinny move, some random cop in the background like comments i hope that wasn't a load-bearing wall (laughs) before he then opens fire with the machine gun and i want more of that guy specifically (laughs) (laughs) yeah he changed it in the sub in the sub it says that was an energetic way of breaking things and honestly both are great (laughs) i i want this cop i want him to have his own little episode (laughs) Yes, oh God, I agree. That's hysterical. <laughs> also, also, old Endeavor as compared to like current Endeavor in both the manga and the anime. Honestly, he was he was just a whiny little pissant bitch, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Every time, he's so whiny. I, I have like come to kind of block him out somewhat because <laughs> like I hate him so much. So he's just like no. Yeah, my brain's just, just like no. yeah he is so fucking annoying uh so then we cut to best genist and mount lady who i mean they're just getting their asses beat by all for one and all for one declines to steal bj's quirk and we will get to it in the discussion topics yes also the explosion cuts off tiger's tail like the tail on his costume Mm. and i am personally offended by that i don't know why it was so important in the moment I took that note. Uh, also, I forgot how fucking gruesome BJ's injury was. God damn. Like, yeah, for real. Like where he is now, he's like missing a lung or something after he recovers. Spoiler, he recovers. Y'all know. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it, it's, I didn't, I did not remember it was that bad. <laughs> yes, injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my one note. <laughs> good note good note good job obligatory shonen injuries yeah 
So then we cut to Izuku and the Bakugo bodyguard boy band, and they are freaked the fuck out by these developments. Um, Izuku sees Katsuki and the League of Villains get warped in next to All for One, and of course, he wants to go help his boyfriend, especially after he quote-unquote failed to save Katsuki from getting captured in the first place. And he's frozen with fear, but he wills himself to push past his fear and move, but then Ida stops him. Yes, and of course, hearing Kachan's voice specifically shakes Izuku and Shoto and Kiri out of their fear analysis. They're like, or fear paralysis. They're like, that's 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 Kachan. We must go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's all their BFs. Of course, they gotta go see them. <laughs> yep. It's- it's so predictable. These boys are so in love. Anyway, so like Ida takes a, like a minor step to start turning around. And so Ida like grabs him and Shoto to stop them from doing something stupid because <laughs> this is his good Christian rescue mission. There will be no recklessness this time, even after <laughs> this time, even after uh-huh. the murder I tried to do last time. It's fine. It's good. Um, oh, also, Lord. Also, it's unimportant, but uh, when Kurigiri was warped in, he was still unconscious, and he still is unconscious, and he's just fully face down into the dirt, and, like, all I could see was he was, he wasn't unconscious, he was planking in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the planking challenge. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Also, Ida really said, these boys ain't going nowhere on my watch. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, however, their their fear was so palpable in their faces, it was... Mm-hmm. It was so scared. <laughs> so, so, so scared. Um, But All Might arrives to fight All for One, and there's this massive explosion as they collide, and All Might goes flying off screen, which it's, it's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Kasuki, who I just remembered, has absolutely no clue who All for One is at this point, Um, because I'm just assuming that no one but All Might, Izuku, and Tsukauchi do. Um. Even though he doesn't know who All for One is, he's still able to be like, holy shit, this is like the strongest villain ever if he can send All Might flying like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, At this point, it does look like AFO is only mentioned as like the League's real leader or their backer in the task force briefing that was very briefly shown. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, Katsuki doesn't know shit, even with all of his gossip eavesdropping. (laughs) His spidey senses were not tingling this time. <laughs> nope. All right. So AFO, <laughs> while Katsuki is being just in awe of him, and but uh, AFO is really just out here giving a full rundown of his quirks and his move sets, and like Horikoshi, <laughs> you don't have to lean into every shonen stereotype. There's a reason <laughs> we don't need them. You know, villains got a villain. I guess. Yep. So All for One tells the League of Villains to grab Katsuki and go, but All Might returns to continue the fight. And the League of Villains is trying to warp Katsuki away, but Katsuki is actually doing like a really good job of holding them off. Yeah, and he's smiling as he's fighting because he's a big, strong boy and he's not scared at all. Yeah, he's definitely not copying All Might at all. Nope, nope, not at all. Definitely not. So Izuku notes that Katsuki obviously can't hold off the villains forever, and All Might can't fight like he really needs to with Katsuki there because he doesn't want Katsuki to be collateral damage, so he comes up with a plan to help without technically breaking the rules. 
Yes. And this is where I went on a tangent because I feel like we never get full clarity on quirk laws. Like, can you just go around using your quirk whenever you like, as long as you don't hurt or affect people with them? Or are you not supposed to use them in public like at all? Horikoshi, I need you to give me all the law and statute books that I know you have written down (laughs) for the world building. Give them to me. Nicole, your tism. Yeah. I need them. But also, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I need I need the full rundown. Anyway. The only law I would be interested in learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think based on something that was mentioned at some point, I can't remember when, I don't think people are supposed to use their quirks in public, like, at all, full stop. Which and then, boring. obviously, there are, like, workarounds, and it affects more people than others. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to understand the meta liberation movement a little better. Anyway, um, (laughs) semi-related, we get so many shots of All Might's cake in this episode. And just Mm. thank you, animators. Yes, yes. Cake for days. For days. Also, also, finally, back to the point at hand. Both Katsuki and Izuku, they're both so strategizing in this episode because they are hashtag husbands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what they do is Izuku and Ida get behind Ejiro and they use Iz- Ida and Izuku's momentum and Ejiro's hardening to break through the wall that they're hiding behind. And then they blast up this giant ramp that Shoto made with ice and they are soaring through the air and Ejiro holds out his hand, and he yells for Katsuki to catch it. And Katsuki launches himself into the air using his explosions, and he grabs Ejiro's hand, and they all go soaring away from the battlefield. And Shoto and Momo are still on the ground, but they were not (laughs) spotted because, you know, that was pretty fucking distracting. So they were able to sneak away quietly. Yeah, they really just left Shoto and Momo where they were. (laughs) Pretty much. Okay, okay. So here I went on a full-on random tangent and (laughs) we're going to kind of return to it down in like the Easter egg sections, but just, just hear me out. Here we out. Hear me out. Here we go. So here is where we actually get a Magna's quirk explanation from President Mike, because I guess he finally woke up Um, (laughs) and she can apparently like magnetize folks and AMABs and AFABs get magnetized into opposing poles, uh, but it doesn't work on Magna for some reason. I think it's because she's trans, but also, also, as I was actually watching it in the anime, it's different in the manga. We'll get to it. But she, it looks like she tries to use it on both spinner and compress, but it's only compress that goes flying. I, I didn't notice what spinner was doing, but with that... Um, it tells me that compress is cis AMAB, but also it means that either Spinner is gender nonconforming, so I didn't work on him because he didn't go flying, or Spinner is actually AFAB and also trans mask, which means that Spinner and compress were opposite poles, which allowed compress to fly off while Spinner was the opposing anchor. Therefore, Spinner is trans, gavel smash, so it be. We'll get to what actually happened. <laughs> Breathe. I had so many thoughts that were sort of sort of correct okay anyway so with that also lizards are known to change their like biological sex and like how they can reproduce like when environmentally necessary 
So trans spinner is also like scientifically quote unquote accurate for any transphobes who somehow found their way to this podcast. Also get out. Um, so <laughs> so double gavel smash. Go cry about it. Also, yes, gender and biological sex are different, but they use logical fallacies. So we slap them with logical facts. Why am I so vehement about all of this? The coffee must have kicked in at this point when I was doing my notes. <laughs> I had no notes. <sighs> I was just like, go off, Nicole. I didn't even <laughs> read. I like kind of grazed through it and I was just like, whatever. Yes, it was just me being ridiculous, <laughs> but also correct. <laughs> oh, man. When I was doing my notes, I was like, oh, I should probably do something about Magni's quirk. I'm too tired. Nicole's got it. And I, I got was right. it. <laughs> <laughs> I always got it. <laughs> oh, man. So the villains try to go after them. Um, them meaning the kids that are flying through the air right now. Um, But Mount Lady is like, I think the fuck not. And she gets all giant again and she stops the villains with her face and the kids get away successfully so fuck yeah yay <laughs> also gran torino randomly shows up to just kick some more people's faces and also to sass all night good job old man <laughs> so much face smashing but also all Might definitely sings teenagers and at that moment all i could think of was am Definitely singing Teenagers by MSDR every time one of his kids does something stupid. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that Katsuki is out of the way, All Might tells All for One to buckle the fuck up because he's going to rock his shit so hard. And then All for One warps the League of Villains away. And now that it's just them two, the real showdown begins. Yes. And now I am mad that AFO is not a transphobe, according to my theory about Spinner. And like he used Magnus Quirk, according to Spinner's gender presentation, rather than his biological sex. And how dare he? <laughs> yeah. Or... One, one singular good point in his favor. Only, Only one. <laughs> He's not Only a transphobe. One. Or this is one of those things where he didn't necessarily know how all of that was going to play out and he just got lucky. Because you know true. he likes taking credit for things where he gets lucky. That's also very true. I like that much better than AFO being an ally. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not letting him have any of that. <laughs> no, no. Also, Shiggy was looking extra crusty going through that warp cape. <laughs> I, I was disgusted. Yep, he definitely needed like an extra layer or two of moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So then there's fighting, 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 blah, blah, blah. I don't care. All Might declares that he is done with All For One's bullshit and he's going to end this once and for all. But he is starting to lose power and revert back to his weak form. So All For One taunts him by claiming that he's just like his predecessor, Nana, a.k.a. he talks a big game, but he's about to die. Also, All For One's helmet gets punched off and we see his nutsack face up close. And I can't remember if that's the first time or not. So I included I... that note. It's not technically, but I think it is the first time where it's like, I don't know. Not in shadow. Yes. Yes. That's a yeah. good way to put it. Um, yeah. So there's nutsack face. Remember that exact phrase for later, folks. Um, so <laughs> Toshi, he he does know exactly how much of a manipulative ass that AFO is. And it's nice to see him call him out for it. Like, it's nice to see All Might has a couple brain cells working for him. But then he immediately falls for it himself when mm -hmm. AFO just simply names Nana Shimura. Like, 
You were so close, Toshi. Uh, So triggered. Also, very important point. Medium might is hot. Mm. (laughs) Yes, I concur. Hot in all forms. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, now it's time for Maria Science Corner. We haven't had one of these in a while. Yay! Magnetism! So I thought this was really cool how feminine math work. Um, I think the magnetism might be based off of estrogen versus testosterone. I'm going to assume Magne probably takes estrogen for this, which uh, is probably why her quirk doesn't work with her as well as with Spinner, since he's a lizard. (laughs) Um, So anyways, uh, so the polarism may be based on the amount or lack thereof of one of these hormones. So it would be kind of like how the atoms work, where um, if there's a component missing, it will attract another component to balance it out. For example, water. Water is H2O. So where the oxygen attracts the hydrogen to balance it out and make it more stable. And that is how magnets in general work. They attract each other to get to that equilibrium point. Yes. Agreed. This is now canon. Yeah, that's really interesting when you consider like how many people could be medically intersex and not know it because most people don't get like hormone screenings. Yep. And so they don't actually know what their hormone levels are. And then Magni gets confused when when her quirk doesn't work on them and Mm -hmm. they're both just standing there like, uh, (laughs) where's your chart? Let me see. (laughs) Yep. All right. So moving into discussion topics, we're going to start with AFO's comment about BJ's quirk not being worth stealing. Fucking rude. Yeah. So all for one notes that BJ's quirk is only useful because he's put a lot of time, energy and brain power into making it suitable for hero work. And all for one knows Shiggy. So he knows Shiggy don't got the patience for that. Yeah, basically, he tries to say, like, it wouldn't pair well with Tomura's disposition. Like, he tries to be all slick, but it's really just villain nonsense for admitting to the fact that his ward is a whiny little bitch. And that's the only reason I don't want your super denim, not because I would also have to put in the work to use it. Mm-hmm. Also, Shiggy is the type that's like, it must work immediately. Yeah. Work? Who's heard of her? Not me. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then this really frustrated me a lot because BJ is the number four hero. Or actually, yeah, right now he's the number four hero. And yeah. he's been in the top 10 for like a fucking while. So it's just still frustrating that like in world society is still obsessed with categorizing quirks as suitable or unsuitable for hero work. Like clearly it's all just a matter of creativity and I need the mirror mallet to please go away because I have no more skin left to bruise. Also, Mm -hmm. also, also another one of the top 10 heroes is a sentient washer whose quirk is bubbles Further illustrating my point, I can't think of anything less suited for hero work, but Wash is out here making it work. And I don't know why I'm so mad about this. We both got really, really upset for no reason. For no reason at all. It's because it's because AFO is a bitch. Um, Yeah. If it does help you get like less mad or just differently mad, (laughs) I don't personally think the general public really knows if a quirk is powerful in a raw sense or powerful in a practiced 
sense because of the mystique of capitalism and celebrity and all that nonsense. So your anger is once again well placed squarely on AFO's nutsack shoulders. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. That's the mirror mallet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. and along with that, it would be interesting, at least to me, <laughs> to see how society reacts when one of their faves is revealed as powerful only after years of grinding hard at the gym. But we don't got time for that or the spoons. So moving yeah, right? along. It, like, it's like a total deviation from this stupid fucking like destiny thing that they've got playing. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous. Um. Next point before we get <laughs> too deep into our anger. Um, so I'm sure it was purposeful, but Izuku notes that his body like won't move because of this intense fear that is mm-hmm. possibly from a quirk at play, like we mentioned last time. It does seem like a throwaway line in the dub, but thematically, because I was thinking in thematics, apparently... <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense since courage is not actually like the absence of fear, but it is pushing through it. And all for one, being the symbol of fear, um, overcoming even Broccoli Boy's inherent courage, like it, it's very scary. There's a there's a lot happening there, and I could not verbalize anything else because I was just <laughs> like, this is a theme right here. I identified it. Go forth. <laughs> And now what must I do? Yeah. But I'm also sure that One for All's quirk also remembers the power it is opposing. So that might also play a part in it. That could definitely be. That's a great point. Also, I think it's supposed to be like a direct contrast to um, my body moved before I knew it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely. I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff at play there. Yeah, but I'm just mad I recognize I'm just glad I recognized it <laughs> and then mad they didn't expand on it. Anyway, so apparently we find out in this episode, next discussion point, is that all for one can hack other people's quirks and use them through the original quirk holder without actually stealing them for himself. Ew. Yeah, squeaky as fuck. That's got to feel so fucking violating. But of course, that just fits perfectly into All for One's habit of treating his underlings like objects instead of like humans. Yeah, exactly. It's disgusting. I hate it. I I don't like any any form of that. And I've decided that AFO definitely votes Republican, aka against bodily autonomy. (laughs) Yeah, it really is the worst. It's such an icky quirk. Of course he would want something like that. Mm-hmm. He's icky. Yeah, he's the worst. Yep. Okay, moving away from AFO being the worst for our own mental health. <laughs> uh, we need. We should talk about how Izuku's memory of Katsuki's kidnapping is a little warped, a little different. Mm-hmm. So in the episode when uh, Katsuki got kidnapped, I told everyone to take note of the way Katsuki tells Izuku not to come after him. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that because in Izuku's like little memory replay of that scene, Kasuki's voice and his tone and even like the, his word choice is like significantly harsher than what Kasuki actually said. Um, but we will cry about it more in the spoiler section. Yes. And we will only cry about it in the sub because it's not different at all in the dub. Like it is what? a clear copy and paste. And like, how dare they not make a difference? What the fuck? 
I know. I'm that, that's, so mm. that's an important difference. It yes. is. That's super. Wow. Okay. It, Choices they, were made. <laughs> they they fail this particular translation. Uh, F. Big F for y'all. Mm. All right. So moving along. Uh, back to Gran Torino. Right before, by the way, he gets punched in the face by All Might at one point. We didn't mention that before, but it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Again, so much face punching this episode. <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Gran Torino, while he's like helping All Might, he comments that Izuku is just like All Might in a bad way. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Audacity is a grand tradition passed down from father to son. This is the this is their legacy. Literally, yeah, literally. Okay, finally, or rather next to finally, (laughs) (laughs) we have AFO emotionally manipulating Shiggy. Yeah, I know we keep mentioning this, but like it's the way he does stuff like this is all for you or you mess up as many times as you need to until you get it right. It's just like yet another example of all for one, A, giving Shiggy the validation that his parents wrongfully withheld from him, and B, using what are actually like pretty good parenting techniques to suit his own twisted purposes. And again, we repeat, like people can say the right thing to hide some absolute fuckery and you can't always trust appearances because there is way more to being kind than knowing the popular buzzwords exactly and the worst sort of people know how to perfectly hide behind the buzzwords and Mm -hmm. all that stuff so you must pay attention to their actions not just what jargon they use yep all right and now the actual final discussion point because i was apparently in the mood to identify metaphors but not expand on them so that's fine um but it is interesting that at least in the dub uh all might is called the symbol of peace whereas all for one is called the symbol um of evil so it's not good versus evil or peace versus discord or war it's peace versus evil and i'm sure there's a bunch of metaphors and themes in there but my brain mushified at this point and again at this point um so y'all just go to your own thinking uh we (laughs) we may write an essay on it at some point if the spoons return from the war but it's just interesting yeah we'll have plenty of time later to get to that i think it comes up a couple times yeah quite quite a few more times this is like there's like 300 more chapters after this particular <laughs> episode. So we got it. All right. So many. so many. All right. So we're going to go into manga differences. Uh, there was there wasn't as much like manga differences as stuff that got like taken out of the anime for space reasons. So for chapter 89, there are just like some translation differences. But in the manga, it is more explicit that All Might is asking Endeavor to actually handle the first sight while he goes to the Nomu factory. Whereas in the in the anime, he's he like kind of teases Endeavor while he asks that same question. So that was interesting. Uh, hmm. In the anime, uh, BJ's like saving the other heroes and his actual injury being inflicted are shown in much more detail in the anime. So that was a good addition. Also, apparently, it, this chapter also included a like little short story about Suyu's daily life to lighten things up for a bit. Um, it's not on the Shonen Jump app, and how dare. Um, also, 
the short story itself apparently preempted another character's intro page. And I want to know who got shafted and what their information is. Like, we can have both. Why don't we have both? I need all of that. Yep. All of it. But I do happen to have the volume 10 physical copy. So I was able to actually see it. And it is the short story kind of just showing Sue's life before she went to UA. It shows how her whole family is frog. <laughs> like Aww. both both her mom and her dad are froggy. Um, and she like took care of her kids' siblings because her parents worked a lot. So she never made many friends. Um, but in middle school, she did make friends with a lizard heteromorph named Habuko Mongoose. And Habuko is the cutest, sweetest little bean ever. I love her. She needs to make an appearance. Um, also, Habuko, she like looks like a lizard, like even more than Spinner does. Like she is drawn in a very um, like scientifically accurate way rather than a stylized way like Spinner is. But she does have human hair like Spinner. I need answers. Um, oh, that's so fucking cute. That totally fits with Sue's personality, too. Yep, they they get along really great. Uh, Also, final point. Sue's ringtone is a frog ribbiting. So that's important (laughs) information. (laughs) Okay, so chapter 90. uh, The two warp quirks are explained as Kurigiri can use any location, while the gross slime one requires a person as a destination rather than a place, like longitude and latitude. Um, Also... (laughs) When Katsuki flies up to catch Adro's hand, um, y'all know how he kind of he flies up really stiff and like he's standing stick straight the entire time. Yeah, and he like (laughs) like they made the Michael Jackson meme out of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect meme. It is. is. Oh, but basically that 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 just form is completely anime only, and I. We have to thank the animators for doing God's work. <laughs> they knew, knew what they were doing. They knew their audience. They really did. Oh, God. They're like, how do we make this weirdo even weirder? Oh, I know. Make him stiff as a board for yep. no reason. <laughs> All right. So chapter 91. Back to Spinner and my um, headcanon that uh, turns out was um, uh, more projecting than anything. So. I'm just going to read my notes as I took them. Now I'm mad that my trans spinner head cannon isn't actually that. Technically, it could still be, but it oh, actually, sure. it actually, it's made clear in the manga. It is actually much clearer that Magne did actually magnetize both of them, and they both became south poles, which is what sent compress flying away from spinner since they were both south poles. And that's how magnets work. North and south attract, whereas north and north and south and south push away from each other. But also spinner is still trans mask in my head. Thank you so much. It's That will not be changing. Yep. <sighs> okay. It's also clearer in the manga, not the anime. Again, they took it out of the anime. I don't know why. But it's clear in the manga that Shiggy knows that this fight is, it's basically not going to turn out well for AFO if he fights on his own because of how damaged his body is. And Shiggy wants to stay and help him fight. Why was this taken out of the anime or at least the dub? Like he left and he just wanted to stick around with his master. 
it was clear in the in the manga that he wanted to stay and help his master fight. Like, why? Yeah, that's really odd. Why? Why choices? Why did the translators do such a bad job while the animators were doing such an A plus job? I need them to know they get an F in my grade book. <laughs> so many Fs. All right. So onto the Easter eggs. Um, in this episode, we do learn that Shigaraki. Uh, excuse me. I misread my own notes. <laughs> we learned that Shigaraki shares his name with AFO in season six. So I wonder how over nine goddamn generations, none of these one for all bitches ever bothered to learn AFO's government issued name. Like why? I think they were too busy hiding in the woods. <laughs> they, they can hide in the woods and use their iPhones. Come on. Well, I think hole. for a while there like weren't any iPhones. But there were yeah. iPhones in Nana's time. She was flying around in all the high rises. Come on, Horikoshi. You're you're one tiny plot hole in all of this. <laughs> it also doesn't really matter. He's probably he's also probably changed his name like 30 fucking times. That's true. That's true. Okay. He probably but- has someone who gives him like you know, fake IDs and all that good jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do yep. we even know that that's his real name? No. Well, yeah, we do because it's it's his brother's name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, AFO, next Easter egg. AFO recognizing that Bakugo is an important piece in Tomura's supposed strategy. Does he have a strategy? Whatever. Um, it, it hurts when you kind of look forward to see how Shiggy then treats Bakugo in the first war battle, and then how it pans out the next time they see each other. And I can't see anything else because it's a manga spoiler. And just like, ah, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Everything. Oh, the angina. <laughs> okay. Also, remember, for folks who somehow have not yet seen season six, which I'm assuming you all have because you're fan people like we are but just like remember that red and black like stabby lightning quirk for later it does return in season six and there is a lot more stabbing oh okay also also stop stabbing kurigiri haven't you done enough to him Ugh, poor kurigiri <sighs> poor kurigiri i still have not caught up in season six it's okay. It's okay. They just caught up with like the dub. So now no matter which one you watch, it'll all be there for you to binge. Just just get on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. But there's so <laughs> many good romance uh, <laughs> animes happening. Okay. Rude. Because MHA is a romance anime. Yeah. Also, <laughs> anyway. I need that list, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So... Next Easter egg about the warping quark. So AFO's warping quark, or the warping quark that AFO uses, it's not clear who had it first. Um, it's the same one that Johnny possesses in later season. And no, I'm not going to tell you who Johnny is. Just know that R.I.P. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like it only works to and from the user's location. And I will be eternally confused why AFO has the like weaker version or less strategic version of a warping quirk. Like Horikoshi, we, you have so many plot holes here. Why would you choose something that requires a person to already be in a specific place rather than a quirk that only requires you to like imagine the latitude and longitude? Like, Well, it's more <laughs> important for Kurogiri to have it than it is for all for one to have it. 
why doesn't what why not both they can both have it we know they can both have it now but like <clears throat> also going back to a uh, one for all just no offer one just using the worst quirks possible and <laughs> thinking people are things so yeah that's true also maybe okay now that i'm thinking about it maybe johnny's quirk uh works better because kurogiri has to like you have to be near Kurogiri at some point. Like it's not just he can make the portals appear in multiple places. I feel like his warping quirk is very one to one, whereas yeah. Johnny's can do multiple ones. Maybe I don't know. Again, Horikoshi hasn't given me his notebooks, which is very rude. <laughs> yeah, I think they all just have inherent limitations. Yeah, I guess. Okay, moving on to the red and black stabby quirk. Doesn't have a name. It's just the red and black stabby quirk. Um, I need to know if it is actually just first stabbing or if that is also the forcible quirk activator quirk. Like, I need the, I need the quirk explanation. President Mike, please wake back up. <laughs> <sighs> he's okay. taking a break. He needs to wake up. He's he's missing all his cues. Okay, final, final Easter egg before the big spoiler section. Um, Katsuki does eventually learn to quote unquote fly with his quirk just because explosions also power rockets, science. Um, so that, that's how he flies. Um, and I kept wanting to yell at him to just fly away. And then I had to constantly remind myself that he doesn't know how to fly yet. And I was so needlessly frustrated with my <laughs> stupid son. <laughs> So why why aren't you flying away? You can fly. Oh wait, he doesn't know how to fly. Katsuki fly. No wait, he can't. Literally, the entire <laughs> fight scene. That's the the ADHD. I yes, but it's like anyway. We're gonna move into the big spoiler section before I give myself an aneurysm. And like the main big spoiler point um, is something that Fern gave us pain <laughs> for. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so like both Izuku and Katsuki think that the other wouldn't take their hand if they offered it. And first of all, <laughs> good choice because it's very much sobbing and wailing. But like they miss each other so much and they want to be friends so bad. But they're both just so incredibly insecure when it comes to each other because they value each other so highly. Then they both think the other one hates them, which warps their perspectives whenever they interact, creating even more communication barriers. And it's just it's mutual unrequited pining, a.k.a. my favorite trope. Help me. I am unwell. Oh, God, my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they 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 want to be friends, uh, but also they they also feel like they don't measure up to each other. And that is still going on now in the manga. And when will the surgery finish? I have many feelings about this. They need to be friends and then they need to be boyfriends, but they can't because they have too many feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know the feeling of having too many feelings. Yeah, but then also, like, what is supposed to be kind of like a Kiri Baku moment totally got hijacked into a Baku Deku moment. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. from an outside perspective, 
Bakudeku really is the most insufferable ship. Like there is absolutely no escape. <laughs> yeah, the the only way you can there is no Bakudeku ship is on your very first watch or read through. Like me, I did not ship Bakudeku for the longest time. I was a firm Kiri Baku at this point. And I was like, oh, they're holding hands, they're boyfriends. No, no, it's always been Bakudeku. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Bakudeku from the very first episode. Saw that from a mile away. That must be nice. How does it feel <laughs> to be psychic? Um, but but also, also, poor Kiribaku. Truly mm-hmm. a good, fine ship in the ocean, but utterly powerless against the Leviathan that yeah. is Bakudeku. It's like, <laughs> no, you had your moment and it wasn't even a moment. Ha. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Okay. And then my big spoiler Easter egg is that BJ's and current manga Katsuki's injuries are so similar. (laughs) And how dare my feelings? Like, it's the same. It's the same thing. And I'm pain. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. No, it's no. How dare the parallels and the metaphors? We will talk about it eventually in season seven or eight, whatever the fuck it is. But ow. Mm hmm. All right. Well, do we have any final comments? Pain. <laughs> just, just pain. Yeah. Since pain. my, my, since my co-hosts are probably in tears by now, all I can say is they're there. I, Thank I you. am. Yeah, I am in pain, and I am sweaty from all my useless vehemence about everything yeah. in this episode. I need to go take a simultaneous shower yeah, and I read nap. The last note, and I was like, "They're in so much pain, so much oh, pain." Lord, yeah. I Let's wrap you. this up so I can go lay on the floor. Yeah, you poor <laughs> thing. Okay, we're gonna go, and everybody just send thoughts and prayers to Ferns back. This has been my hero analysis. You'll hear us again soon, and in the meantime, go beyond plus ultra and thirst responsibly. Bye, y'all. Thanks again for listening. Theme music is "The Happy Cowboy" by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tumblr, and YouTube under at myheroanalysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all.